Hey everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Battle of the Atom. This is your weekly X-Men podcast where we rank every story from A to Z. I'm Adam. And I'm Zach. And Adam, I've got a theory. You have a theory? What's that? Well, do you remember uh, back back in the good old days when we could go to the movie theater? Oh, yes. Because uh, Those we're, days. We're, yeah, we're still in the bad times. Um <laughs> The bad times seem to be getting better. Like, I I'm, know when I can get a vaccine. I'm almost uh, vaccinated, Zach. I'm, I'm uh, one down. I'm waiting for number two. <laughs> I'm, I am so happy for you. I cannot get one in my state until the end of the month, which is fine because I work from home and I am a more or less able-bodied young man. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Still, still can, need that COVID juice, though, man. You got to get that I, shot. The moment, the moment I can get it in my veins, they will be, they will be getting it. And folks, if you are able to get the vaccine, uh, you should get it yeah, because it's good and it'll make the world better. If you can't get it, um, like for medical reasons or whatever, that's perfectly good. It's not your responsibility. It's the responsibility of literally everybody else to get it so that we can protect you. That is correct. Um, all right, so I'm, I want to hear this theory. What's the theory? Oh, yeah, back to my theory. Movies. Uh, back, in, back when we could go to movies, a movie came out that was called Logan, right? Oh, yes, yes. I, I recall uh, this movie. It was pretty good. I liked it. it. It made me cry at the end when the cross gets put down into an X on his grave. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, spoilers for the movie Logan. Sorry, guys. <laughs> y- you had time. You had time. You're listening to an X-Men podcast. No one's surprised that uh, he dies at the end of it. No, but uh, in the movie Logan, or at least it's actually not in the movie, it's in the tr- first trailer for it, they used a song, a cover by Johnny Cash. Yes. Uh, and that, that cover was of Hurt. Mm-hmm. By uh, Nine Inch Nails. By Nine Inch Nails. Uh, you know, who's, who's lead person and main person, Trent Reznor, uh, comes from the Reznor family, which you may know for being a... Uh, company that makes industrial heaters i just learned uh, this recently and it makes a lot of sense <laughs> adam the the thing is they aren't one of my ca- personal customers in the world of hvac and refrigeration mm-hmm. but they are one of my competitors customers <laughs> <laughs> like i don't interact on the day-to-day be- basis with the resnor family uh, but i did go to a customer today uh, that does larger industrial heating equipment than the Resner uh, Corporation deals with. I just, I love the idea that one of my favorite artists of all time, who is like, you know, basically the the apex of what we think of as industrial music, <laughs> comes from a family that makes clickety-clackety things. I don't know. Why do you think, <laughs> just... why do you think, why do you think they go clickety-clackety? They go... <laughs> That's the noise that uh, yes. those heaters make. Anyway, back to my theory. Yes. Uh, I posit 
that 616 regular Wolverine is Nine Inch Nails cover, or I guess cover the original version of Hurt, whereas Old Man Logan is the Johnny Cash version. <laughs> okay. I mean, sure. Uh, we went a long way to remind everybody that they did play Hurt on the trailer <laughs> for Logan, which made this movie where Wolverine does fight a younger, hotter version of himself. Should have been uh, Sabretooth. Big mistake. Absolutely wild that they couldn't get Liv, Liv Shriver. Like I know. Man. Or Tyler Maine. Heck, get WWE <laughs> superstar Tyler Maine back in there. Yes. Yes, he didn't. That Wolverine didn't have to talk. Or that, yeah, that he didn't X-24, have to talk. excuse me. He didn't have to talk. Get nope. Tyler Maine there. Be like, Tyler, we're going to put you in uh, big muscles and we're going to, you're going to have your wild hair again. Yeah. So I like to do that. You're going to have your weird saber tooth mustache that you had in that movie. <laughs> well, we do have Logan, the movie, to thank for why I did actually finally go back a couple years ago and read the uh, character. That we're talking about this week, which is Old Man Logan. I I kind of thought we had already man. ranked this, but uh, no, we have not. So we absolutely had not ranked Old Man Logan. No. So um, who's who's asking for the old man content? Uh, the person who wants all of this old man content, uh, which I think spiritually I provide and literally you provide. True. Uh, every week. It's true. Uh, <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think we have uh, Chris Osborne to thank for that. Chris uh, went on over to patreon.com slash comicsxf and uh, he wanted to support the independent comic book journalism that we provide over on the site. Uh, we have some great stuff uh, coming up this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have we have a David Nakayama interview that I'm really excited about. We have, uh, if you're interested in the Hellfire Gala, we have our fashion experts uh, who are actual fashion experts. I don't know what their credentials are but they know they know designers. they know fashion they, could, they know fashion uh andrea and emily who are great uh they wrote an incredible piece that i am putting the finishing touches on the editing right now uh about all the fashion and ranking them from best to worst because we all love a list we all love a list <laughs> uh but that doesn't come cheap uh it doesn't come free Actually, no, it comes very cheap because there's no money in comics book uh, journalism. But it doesn't come free, dang it. Uh, and every cent that you give to uh, Comics XF goes right back into the pocket of our writers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'd love, uh, love for you to support that. And you can get cool uh, things like Chris got where we are uh, ranking a story and building a whole episode around something that he selected. And he selected Old Man Logan. Uh, by the way, Chris uh, runs Play Comics uh, podcast, which is a podcast that looks at comics video games, and the stuff that was inspired by him has a bunch of guests. I was on, I don't even want to, I think it was two years ago. It was it was a while ago. I talked about the Sega Game Gear uh, <laughs> version of Mutant Genesis, I think. I forget. It was an old X-Men game. Nice. It wasn't very good. Shard was in it, though. Okay. I, uh, did, I did not have a Game Gear handy, so I did download it and play it on my telephone. Mm. Very nice. And, you know, I think I think it's important that the kids get to play their video games. Uh, uh, I, think, yeah. I think Chris is doing a good service, reminding us how important it is for the kids, just like Jade and Scotty Logan, to play their video games in... <laughs> 
in the wasteland. Old Man Logan, uh, which is Wolverine Volume 3, number 66 through 72, and Wolverine Old Man Logan Giant Size number 1, uh, written by Mark Miller, with pencils by Steve McNiven, inks by Dexter Vines, uh, Maury Holloway does the colors, and VCs, Corey Pettit. That's where those letters are coming from. Which letters? All, all the letters in the comic come from VCs. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, so, Zach, for, for people who think that Old Man Logan might be uh, similar to the plot of Logan the movie, um, they could not be more wrong. What is the story about? It's the same as Logan the movie. He's old and he goes on a road trip. <laughs> with with X-23? No, no, none of none of that good content is in there. Uh, instead, uh, you get you get Logan, and Logan lives on a farm out in uh, Sacramento uh, with his wife Maureen and his kids uh, Scotty and Jade, uh, and their landlords, the Hulk gang. They want their money, and Logan don't have it. Mm-hmm. So how's he going to get it, Zach? Well, he's going to get it because an old pal, Clint Barton, Hawkeye. Who is blind mm. does come uh and say hey logan i got a job for you one last job <laughs> uh we should point out that uh 50 years ago all of the super villains teamed up and murdered all of the heroes that's important context that i just assume everyone knows about old man logan uh and very few of them remain including uh logan and hawkeye Yes, but we uh, we don't know the whole backstory when the story begins. So we are we just we just know the heroes are dead. Yes, we know that heroes are dead. Villains rule. Uh, America is a wasteland divided up into different properties. And Hawkeye's got this random thing. He has to make a delivery to New York, and that's that's pretty much all we know. Except that he's got a spider buggy to take them there. Yeah, Logan thinks that he's like transporting heroin across the country <laughs> but it'll pay for rent so that i don't have to sell my children's xbox so that the evil hulk uh hillbillies do not uh murder kill everybody yes this is a uh mark do you say miller millar i, I think it's mark miller miller i'm pretty sure i'm pretty I sure mean, it's mark miller yeah if you've never read but a mark it's miller confusing book to say miller and miller when frank miller exists yeah i, I don't actually know how it's pronounced We're, we can just ride with it uh, but this is a very this is a very mark miller comic oh yeah and uh, if you've never read a mark miller comic before uh they're very violent so just you know putting that out there uh he loves his blood and guts <laughs> which is interesting because uh logan specifically mm-hmm. Doesn't do violence anymore. Nope. And hasn't popped his claws in 50 years. Why has he not popped his claws in 50 years, Zach? Well, because the night all the heroes died, uh, Mysterio came to the expansion and made Wolverine think that all of his friends were villains. And he got into a very, very long fight with all of them. And then oopsie daisies, it's, uh, he accidentally killed all the X-Men. Right. Um, so, and then he was like, well, that's, I don't like that I did that. And he goes to a train track and he lays his head on the rails and waits for something to come. And he's like, well, I can't die, but the Wolverine is now dead and I'm just Logan and I'm just going to screw around the country. 
until my buddy Hawkeye takes me on this wacky races tour of America. Uh, yeah, and there are a, a, a series of vignettes as we go across the country. We get introduced to the new kingpin. Um, we're introduced to Hawkeye's daughter, who then becomes the replacement. You're talking about Peter Parker's uh, granddaughter, right? <laughs> Spider-Man's <laughs> granddaughter? Yes. Uh, whose who's code name in this comic is so incredibly Mark Miller in 2008 uh, in that it's both offensive and derogatory towards women that it's like it's not funny in any way except for that you're looking at it as like it's very much is a Mark Miller comic I don't know what I expected yeah yep uh... since we don't have that explicit tag we will not say her name uh, <laughs> but instead of Spider-Man she's Spider-Woman but a uh word you could use for a very mean bad woman if you wanted to be uh, offensive towards her yes um not we... that one the the less super bad one the one that starts with the b still not not very nice anyway not a good not a good name for ashley barton uh, uh does which again this does imply that peter parker's daughter who peter parker's younger than hawkeye ended up hooking up with hawkeye having a kid and now she's married to an ultron which is funny it's <laughs> funny that she's married to an ultron who's I just like, like the hanging out in a polo shirt yeah uh that's we, the thing there's good stuff in this well we there's run good we run funny into ideas yeah we've got venom uh dinosaurs uh that chase them um you know mount rushmore has red skull on it now uh, we got we got uh we got a kid named Dwight who has an Ant-Man helmet and he's like, give me 25 cents. <laughs> to cross this or bridge. Just to cross this bridge, give me 25 cents. And Hawkeye says, we aren't screwing with him. Give him 25 cents. <laughs> just a kid. Yeah, uh, he has Ant-Man powers, so he has ants eat people all the time. <laughs> Very good. Uh, we also get a version of Emma Frost, which is quite interesting. Emma has survived, um, uh, you know, albeit you know, she's faking what she looks like and, and, uh, you know, it's just sort of taking things in. Um, she has, she has allied herself with, with what you think is Black Bolt to save the remaining mutants. Right. Uh, But at the end of this is, is, uh, it's shown to be, no, she's allied herself and has married and given up her life for Dr. Doom to save all of the other mutants. Uh, which is honestly, Mark Miller's a bad writer. He's only written Emma Frost like two times, and both of them are absolutely stellar Emma Frost scenes. Mm-hmm. There's that, and then in Civil War, when she tells Tony, when Tony Stark's like, hey, y'all should register, right? Mutants love registration. And then she just smacks him down and said, where were you when our babies were burning in Genosha? Yeah, maybe not Tony Stark. Yeah. Anyway... So Mark Miller writes a pretty good Emma. Actually, this road trip does not go as planned. The goal was to just uh, to deliver some uh, Captain America super serum to a supposed revolution. Guy who accepting this looks just like Hitler. Big yeah, bad sign, sign. Bad sign that things are going to go awol. Uh, they end up killing Hawkeye, and then um, Wolverine has to go. Uh, or excuse me, Old Man Logan. Logan has to go He's up Logan. against President Red Skull. To which he promptly beheads him with uh, the Captain America shield. Um, which is the energy I want to bring into 2021. Yes. Now, then we get to some fridging. 
Yeah, it's actually, it's a it's a romp that has a lot of warts for you know between sixty six and seventy two. Uh, it's a two thousand eight Mark Miller comic, mm-hmm. but it's sure probably <laughs> it's probably the most fun two thousand eight Mark Miller comic. Is that Logan? I don't know if you've read a lot of Mark Miller comics. Oh. This this is about the peak of you're, Mark you're, Miller comics. Okay. I'm sorry. You're putting it in in like yes, comparison with in, his work. Yes, this is in his Got overall. It. Got it. Like Got some it. people would be like, "Oh, Superman Red Sun," and I'd be like, "No, that story's not very good, actually, folks. It's kind of bad." And you're like, "But there's a cool twist at the end," and it's like, "No, the twist is dumb and doesn't mean anything." Anyway, that's not the point. The point is, uh, Logan gets back to Sacramento, and it turns out the Hulk game has uh, come back early for their money and killed all of Wolverine's family and mm-hmm. his children and his wife, which isn't great. It does lead to an incredibly cathartic splash page that's all black except for the word snicked across great. this double page, which, again, fridging, not super. That particular reaction, pretty great. Uh, it's a very John Wick. They keep saying, I'm back. I guess I'm back. <laughs> and it leads to Giant Size, which is just a visceral, disgusting slasher of a, of a finale that involves Wolverine literally being eaten by the uh, demented old Bruce Banner and then slicing his way out of him. Uh, it is gross. Yeah, Old Man Logan Giant Size adds nothing except for hyper-violence mm-hmm. to this series, which was regular Mark Miller violent. Actually, it was probably a reserved Mark Miller all the way up through this. And then this last one is incredibly gory and visceral and violent, which kind of goes against everything that Logan was dealing with in the series. Uh, and he's like, oh, hey, Hulk, I'm going to kill you now. And Hulk's like, oh, I had sex with my cousin, and now look, we have all these hillbillies. And it's not not good or great or fun to read in any particular way. Wolverine does get a baby at the end. And he lone wolf and cubs his way across America with the baby saying, I guess I'm going to be a superhero now. I, what else am I going to do? I'm a billion years old, and I have a baby now. Yes, he has Bruce Jr. Um, all right. Let, let's let's break this down a little bit. This is a beautiful. Let's break it down. This is a beautiful comic. Steve McNiven's Steve artwork McNiven. is Steve McNiven fantastic, fantastic. He, there is he draws great action. He has incredible layouts. He is doing really fun, energetic comics here. Yes, I I want to start with that because. What he's doing and the amount of detail that Dexter Vines is adding to this work, like as a whole, the artwork throughout the series is monumental. It is a beautifully drawn comic book. Um, This is a bad comic book, Zach. Let's talk about why. Okay, I'm going to go on my little soapbox rant here for a couple minutes. Get on a soapbox. And then then you can rebut if you need to because I have a feeling you have a higher opinion of this than I do. The I base, have weird opinions of this. The yes, basic go. premise of Old Man Logan does not make sense. There are a couple things here that are just absolutely out of character for this world that we call the Marvel Comics. 
Number one, you would never be able to trick the X-Men with a Mysterio. That is just absolutely impossible. Given who is in the X-Mansion at that time, it simply would not happen. So that's but number that's, one. That's, reject, that's rejecting the premise of the story. It right is. There. I'm. Re- that, I, you, I am. You're, you're not. You're not meeting the story where it is. I'm not going to do it. I okay. listen. I'm going to enjoy the beautiful Steve McNiven artwork, but we have to at least acknowledge that there are a couple of core issues that make this this entire story, this entire premise, just not plausible. Two. Two. Wolverine gives up. No, Wolverine would never give up. That's just okay, not in yes, his the, nature. Number three. Yes, the premise of this comic is that he does, though. So I understand bring, that. You need but, to meet it where it's at. But, but okay, we have a three. future Wolverine 50 years in the future who has given up and is willing to get his face buried into the ground by, yes. by Hulk children. To, now, here's number three. If we're to believe that this worked, which I don't, if we're to believe that Wolverine gave up, which I don't, I'm not going to believe under any circumstances, even if he continued to be a superhero, that he would have started a family in this wasteland. It's not plausible whatsoever. And the fact that they're there just to get fridged at the end of this story makes me so mad. I... I want to give this story credit for all of the little like fun storytelling, uh, you know, world building things that it does, but I cannot get, I cannot invest in the premise of this book because it is so cockamamie. Go Zach. I just generally, I, I, the fridging is bad. We've already talked about that. Uh, and the fact that, uh, the only, uh, major female character, uh, has, has a real offensive, uh, to a women name, a real misogynistic name. Uh, so all that's bad. I agree with that. I think that you're not meeting the comic where it is because the core of the comic is, well, what if Wolverine was just like an old cowboy on a farm uh, and he was the last last hero and he had to go on one last ride? Like, that's the starting place. I'm and if you can, fine if you that. can get over that hill, if you can get over that hump, then what you've got is a comic that with a lot of beautiful art, a lot of fun vignettes, and a lot of Mark Miller problematic stuff deep inside of it, which for me makes it a hard comic to recommend, but definitely a comic that I understand the appeal of and i can see why this was a big deal i mean this is this is the civil war team of mark miller and steve mcniven coming back to do some big crazy wolverine story like that's not a that's not a small deal so i understand why this was such a big thing i if this is a long in terms of page count comic I read it very quickly because it's a it's a page turner. Mm-hmm. Like it keeps the momentum going. It doesn't linger. In fact, it it does a really cool world building trick where it only gives you a hint of what the world really is. Uh, and let's says, hey, look, this is a world where, oh, yeah, I guess dinosaurs from the Savage Land got brought in. 
Uh, or, hey, Moloids are destroying cities. That's kind of crazy, right? And it just keeps it keeps moving and moving at a breakneck speed. And I can appreciate that from a craft standpoint. Uh, I think this is a comic that has a heck of a lot of warts. It is very interesting. And your enjoyment of it is going to 100% come from how much you are able to divorce yourself from the bad parts of this comic and enjoy the rest. And if you can't, I totally get it. It's a mixed it's a, bag. It's a, it's, it's a weird one. It's a very mixed bag. Um, you know, and I think if you wanted to, I think if you wanted to give this comic to someone and say, Hey, here's how don't read there. Just give them the Wolverine stuff. Just ignore that last part and be like, here's how you pace a really fun comic. Like this is how structurally you can run it. I, I look, think there's brownie a lot points of craft for there. brownie points for pacing, brownie points for uh, for world building in in really like smart ways. It, obviously, Mark Miller is you know a, a very successful comics person because he taps into something that that people like. I generally don't like what he makes. Um, I agree. Uh, this is probably the most enjoyable thing he's made. Um, and I still just cannot get past the, the basic premise of the character. If it's Wolverine as a cowboy set in a wasteland future, I can get behind that. But that's not what this is. This is a wimp who gave up after being tricked in a way that he couldn't be. And, uh, you know, it's just, it doesn't feel like uh the character that, that we know and love in, in any meaningful way um so i i i don't recommend it um i i would say maybe look at it for its art and you know get those fun beats where you're like oh look there's a giant ant there's giant man you know stretched across the highway that's that's kind of cool um you know those are the the little story beats that i think are interesting but the core of the story with the character i, I don't like it all right, let's rank this bad boy. Let's do it. I did not. I I'm excited to rank it because I think we are gonna disagree on spacing and not even like as a should this be number fifteen or sixteen. No, this is gonna be like a wide gap in our opinions, and I'm excited for that. Yeah. Uh, we have a very long list. Uh, we're on the road to five hundred. In fact, we're on number four hundred and eighty stories uh, that we have talked about on this show and ranked. Uh, over our last nearly 200 episodes, we're also on the road to 200. We're on the road to 500 and 200. We're on a we're on a dual road. It's like when they, uh, like when two highways kind of merge together for a hot se- second. That's where that's that's the path we're on right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, we we've ranked a lot of stories. Number one is Hawks Pox. Uh, number 100 on our list is the rise and fall or the fall and rise. Excuse me of the New Mutants. Uh, by Zeb Wells. Number 200 on our list is Phoenix Resurrection, The Return of Jean Grey. Number 300 on our list is the Kanan uh, arc of X-Men Volume 2. The 400th story on our list is Blood of Apocalypse from Peter Milligan and Savarokka's X-Men. Uh, and then the Draco's at the bottom. Okay. Do you want to go first? Start... You go first. No, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to ask you. I have, I have a question for you. Go ahead. Just to get... I want to take a temperature. Yeah. I want to take your temperature here. Yep. Yep. Is this better or worse, in your opinion, than number 300, uh, the Kanan arc? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're, okay. Okay. 
we're not that low. Listen, this is I still. Did, I didn't. I didn't know. <laughs> Listen, this is still uh, a monument. You know, like you mentioned that this is like you know big, uh, you know, sort of blockbuster comic stuff, and and we got big names here, and this this is a a book that is remembered and you'll see why, because we're going to keep talking about this character well beyond what I think anybody thought they would. So no, we are not that low. Um, I, 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 I would, I would say that it's not as good as Phoenix resurrection, the return of Jean gray at 200. Yeah. I, so that gives us a range that gives us a, that gives us a yeah, place to play. I think we are in the two hundreds here with this. Um, Certainly don't yes. think it's as good as 213, Hearts of Darkness. Uh, that's where Ghost Rider, Punisher, and Wolverine all team up. I agree with you there. Yeah. I don't think this is as good as... Uh, I, mean, I don't think this is as good as Glob Loves Man Kills from the Ed Brisson Old Man Logan. I think I love Glob Herman. I think I would rather read the equally insane uh, cocaine arc of Wolverine Volume 2. Yeah, because I was looking, it's not as good as, like, that's at 242 right now. Um, mm, that's a good area for it. I think Wolverine that's almost, Noir is better at 248. I think this is better than Wolverine Noir. All right, so we're in between 248 and 242. I think that's the right area of this list yeah. to be looking at. Because after 242, you got the Madrox Mini, you've got Legion Quest, you got Champions 12, uh, you got... You got new X Men. Here comes tomorrow, and you've got I Magneto. Here comes tomorrow is a really interesting comparison with this, isn't it? You know, like just it is. throwing stuff at the wall. I think this is more successful than that. Um, it, I think this is better than the right above. Here comes tomorrow at two forty five. The Mark Wade Champions uh, number twelve. Yeah, even if that's a very good issue, um, this is probably better than Legion Quest, though. Yeah, I would agree. And which Madrox is this? This is the Peter the, David. This is the mini? David. Yeah. All right. I, I would put it above that. So this would probably be our new 243. You think that's reasonable? Yeah, I think that's reasonable. I think this can be right below Wolverine cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> what is what is Old Man Logan if not the cocaine of 2000s? It's true. Because it's true. that's like, that's exactly cocaine mm-hmm. a decade later. Oh. Well, we uh, we don't say goodbye to this character. Um, this character does come back to us, uh, I guess, sort of through Hickman because of Battleworld uh, and his Secret Wars machinations. Because Brian Michael Bendis did write a miniseries where the old man Logan of uh, this this mini is sort of like imported into Battleworld, like many of the different universes that were that were saved by Rabu Malal, uh, AKA Dr. Doom and Dr. Strange. Um, spoiler alert, I guess, <laughs> but that Wolverine, that old man, Logan started hopping the walls, which he wasn't supposed to be doing and accidentally ended up in the six one six. So he got his own yeah. solo series coming out of, uh, out of secret wars. And it was written by Jeff Lemire. So this yeah, is, if you want to, if you want to know more about secret wars specifically right now, uh, one of our favorite podcasts, uh, we don't really have a network, but it's also hosted through CXF. Uh, Chris is on Infinite Earth. Oh, yeah. Uh, our friends Chris and Christy Edelman, they've been on the show about, like, a lot. A lot, a lot of times. <laughs> about a lot. One of those. They, they have. Mm-hmm. They're, they're our buddies, our pals, our amigos. 
amigos. We wrestle around together. Uh, they are uh, they are currently covering Secret Wars, uh, which is incredibly delightful to hear their opinion because uh, 2016 Secret Wars rules. Uh, but anyway, it that just leads, for all intents and purposes, Old Man Logan into the 616. Mm-hmm. He's just there now. Yes. One of the few imports. Um, and uh, he doesn't know where he is. And the the gimmick behind the Old Man Logan series, as at least it begins, the ongoing, is kind of an interesting one. And that is that the post-Secret Wars Marvel Universe is populated by versions of the characters that Old Man Logan would have no idea who they are. You know, um, Hawkeye is Kate Bishop and Hulk is Amadeus Cho and Thor is uh, Jane Foster. Yes, Jane Foster. Thank you. Um why couldn't I remember? And Jane Captain America is old. Right. And Captain America is old. So, you know, the basic premise of that is kind of fun. Um, and plus, we are getting a really cool new kind of uh, new take with the art from um, Andrea Sorrentino, who I adore Andrea Sorrentino. Uh, Sorrentino did the, uh, I guess, his first work, big work that I recognized him for was uh, him and Jeff Lemire's uh, Green Arrow run uh, back during the New 52 era of DC Comics, the Detective Comics comics, uh, which is which is really fun. Uh, then, you know, Sorrentino did the Old Man Logan uh, mini during Secret Wars, did a few uh, issues of all new X-Men uh, that are really interesting and then jumped on over to this old man Logan run with his buddy Jeff Lemire. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's gorgeous. Uh, Sorrentino has this has this kind of rough paintery style, uh, but also is like very heavily invested in digital art and using digital art to make really fun, cool panels and layouts and interesting uh, textures with everything. And I really like Andrea Sorrentino's art a lot. I think it's I think it's dope. I think uh, I've been really enjoying uh, what uh, Lemire and Sorrentino were doing on Gideon Falls, their image series that just recently wrapped up. Uh, love Sorrentino's stuff. Uh, as a real fun showing here, there's a lot of exciting stuff popping through. There's a uh, there's a lot of cool callbacks. Like there's a part where uh, he does a uh, Dark Knight Returns. Mm-hmm. It's really good. <laughs> it looks great. Yeah, two page spread with the with the black silhouette and the and the lightning. Um, yeah, the artwork is great, and the 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 premise here of you know sort of the contrast between that current continuity at that time versus Old Man Logan's hit hit list you know, which he's got scrawled on his arm is, is kind of, Oh, cause he's going to murder the people who are responsible for doing anything bad in his future so that his bad future doesn't happen. Exactly. And so there's this sort of, um, reconciliation that has to happen on his part, which I, I think is an interesting character premise that this is not going to lead to his future. Um, at least we, don't assume that it will, um, just yeah, given how different this isn't things his are. world now. Right. It's it has it has changed. He has found himself in a six one six that he was not a part of, uh, and he has to reckon with the fact that like Wolverine is dead right. in this world. <laughs> You're not alive. He's, he's 
he's all covered in uh in adamantium mm-hmm. and they have a statue for him so they he has to realize that this isn't his and he chooses to do the very healthy thing of going to Canada and avoiding everybody. <laughs> and then he gets uh, drafted by the Extraordinary X-Men. Um, and then it gets into that whole thing. We've seen it. It's bad. Right. Um, I, but this series I like. bad. I, I like this series, though, for the most part. Um, these first couple issues are kind of a fun take on, on where to take the character in a new direction. Um, I don't know that it's anything like, you know, spectacular but i think artistically it's it's really neat and it's cool to see a different artist than mcniven take um take the character in a new direction i think it's a fun premise Mm -hmm. i think that it's interesting very pretty art uh i think that uh i think that lemire understands uh old man logan as a character probably better than anyone else that lemire wrote during his time at x-men good point it turns out Turns out, Jeff Lemire, pretty decent at writing Canadian dads. I don't know anything <laughs> in his entire bibliography that would give anyone any idea that he would be okay at writing uh, sad Canadian dads. Yes. Uh, but he is. Well, and Beyond that, it's just, it's, we, it's fine. Yeah, we're getting a lot of the flashback stuff, um, you know, and the family stuff, I think, works so much better under Lemire. Um just generally yeah, that's the that's, that's like the one thing. comic lemire's good at right like i enjoy jeff lemire a lot mm-hmm. because he does one thing and that's write comics about sad dads <laughs> and i'm a sad dad <laughs> and i see myself in these sad dads and i'm like yes thank you culture finally for making bespoke content for 29 year old white men like myself it's exactly it's exactly what I respond to. And that's an underserved market, I think, frankly. So would you, let's rank this uh, better or worse <laughs> than the original old man Logan. I mean, I like it. I, I like it better than the original old man Logan. I don't know if it's that much better than the original old man Logan. Yeah. I think we're still in the same ballpark here. How do you feel about it next to something like uncanny X-Men 391 dad? I think Jeff Lemire writes better sad dad comics than Scott Lobdell writes sad dad comics. <laughs> I would agree as well. Um, well, how high up the list do you want to go here? We're still below Glob Loves Man Kills, I think. I think we are still at 226. below Glob Loves Man Kills. Yes, I think, I think we are still below Glob Loves Man Kills at 226. Uh, below the Captain America Secret Empire arc, mm-hmm. which is good. Yep. Probably better than the Howard Mackey Gambit. Um. Yeah. Okay. So it's like right there. Yeah, I feel that's at two thirty one. I feel like we're probably in between two twenty nine, which is Uncanny X Men one sixty shoots and ladders, and what's under it is uh, Generation X Volume two six and seven by Christina Strain. What do you think? That would put oh, it at two thirty. Option. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is a good number 230. This is Old Man Logan uh, Berserker. Nice. Now, this series lasts. I'm not going to recognize that name. (laughs) (laughs) You can sing the song from uh, Clerks. Berserker. Anyway. Do you think? Hold on. Hold on. Look at me. Yeah. I'm a a chubby white dude with a beard. Do you think I've watched Clerks? (laughs) 
I actually have not watched Clerks. I'm not a Kevin Smith fan. Hot uh, take. Not a great movie. Uh, but it does have a couple of fun. You're even from Jersey. Are you are you are you a Jersey boy besmirching Kevin Smith? Next thing you're gonna tell me is that you think Taylor Ham isn't very good. Did you just call it Taylor Ham? Taylor Ham? What's wrong with you? It's pork roll. It says it right on the box. Does not say Love them. Hmm. I I'm, listen. I like Mall Rats like anybody else. It's a very funny movie, but Clerks is like you know, it's got a couple of good scenes. It's it's Jersey very long. Is so small. Why are you all so weird? <laughs> Y'all are so specific. Like you don't have to I love would... Kevin Smith movies to live here. No, but you it's under... not part of the like statehood you... test or something. Jersey boy over here has so many opinions, <laughs> and I'm like, I drove today uh, the length of New Jersey, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I talked to people. Who were essentially the same as me. It's weird that you go from like top Jersey to middle Jersey to lower Jersey. And it's like, Zach, hey, we're all different. Zach, it, it's north, central, and south. It is not No, top, top middle, middle, and lower, and lower I think. I think, I think that's what Chris Christie decided <laughs> is that it's top, middle, and lower please, Jersey. Please don't mention that person. Um, Old Man Logan, <laughs> the ongoing, lasts for 50 issues. And then I guess they decided, well, this has got to go. Uh, Ed Brisson was writing well, it at the time. But they, you mentioned that you think this is this is like an important stopgag measure. Um, because instead of extenuating Old Man Logan for another 12 issues, we get a miniseries called Dead Man Logan. Dead Man Logan. Yeah. Uh, this was written by, like you said, Ed Brisson. Uh, very... Interesting. I think one thing of note on this 12-issue series that did come out monthly, Mike Henderson does pencils and inks, Mm -hmm. Nolan Wooded does colors, Corey Petit does letters. It's the same team for 12 straight issues. Uh, Declan Shalvey does covers. So, I think from a consistency standpoint, you don't get that that often, which is pretty neat. Yeah, I I think it looks great. Um, But it is... I love Mike Henderson's art. Like, yeah. Have you read uh, Nailbiter that him and uh, Josh Williamson did and I guess continued to do or maybe just finished a victory lap on that uh, over at Image? I have not, but it, I mean, if this is the creative team, I, you know, at least artistically. It's, yeah. Oh, artistically, Mike Henderson does some phenomenal work on Nailbiter uh, and does some really exciting work here. Uh, but no, at the time, this first one came out in November of 2018. Mm hmm. Uh, which you'll remember uh, as right at the same time that X-Men Disassembled came out, Mm -hmm. uh, that all of the X-Men books kind of finished themselves. Uh, Return of Wolverine was getting near the end of its life. Uh, This was was very much the, okay, we're going to be done with all of the crap that came before with X-Men Gold and Blue and that whole era. But we've got we got a lot of stuff to clean up mm. first. We gotta we gotta get we gotta get the O five back. We gotta deal with old man Logan. Uh, we got we got a lot to figure out before Papa Hickman comes in and does a hox pox, uh, which is what happened. Yeah. Uh, and then when old man Logan was conveniently hitting issue number fifty, which is man, if you can make a book get to fifty, more power to you. Uh, 
they they switch it over to Dead Man Logan, which follows all of the plot points of Old Man Logan, uh, just for another twelve issues and puts a bow on it. And it's interesting. It's very much broken up into two halves. Well, yeah, the first six issues of uh, Dead Man Logan. Uh, first of all, Old Man Logan is dying. His uh, adamantium is poisoning him from the inside because his healing factor isn't working anymore. He's become addicted to this substance called Regenix, which is slowly diminishing returns on his actual like ability to um, continue his lifespan. So he he's a mess. Forge is ready to send him back to the wastelands, but Old Man Logan because that's where Old Man Logan wants to go. He wants yes. to die with his family because exactly. he knows he's dying. Right. So his opinion is that you know keeping in keeping with the beginning of this ongoing is that he's got to do one last hit, and that is that he's got to get rid of Mysterio before he goes back. So who does he? He's like everyone else. Everyone else, Red Skulls don't know what his deal is right now. That's fine. Hulk already got shot by Hawkeye. We're good. And now he can't die or whatever his deal is. So we're not going to mess with that. Uh, but Mysterio, we can we can, we can, can screw with Mysterio. We can make sure that Mysterio doesn't do anything. Because if he could do it to me, <laughs> then he could do it to anybody. Right. And I don't want that on my conscience yes. when I die. So what Ed Brayson did was interesting with Old Man Logan is that he gave him a specific supporting cast uh, with uh, you, Forge. Really? <laughs> Cecilia Reyes. And? And, and, and Glob Herman, who's, who he sees Lo- Old Man Logan as his dad. Oh. And he just wants to make him happy. And Mike Henderson draws a very funny Glob Herman that I enjoy so much. I really do wish that Mike Henderson would draw Glob with his jaw closed, though. Because he always draws him with his, with his jaw wide open. It's very strange. Glob is always very surprised always. at this topic. Always. He's like, oh, no! It's great. I love it. Yeah. Glob Herman... This is when you know Glob Herman also has anxiety on mm-hmm. top of everything else. Because this comic, everything is the worst thing to happen. So uh, Mysterio yeah. is not particularly interested in doing anything. He's in an old person's home just kind of chilling. He's doing his own he thing. He literally just does not want to get punched by Spider-Man one more time That's in his right. life. He's, he's retired. Um, but Miss Sinister uh, does not feel the same way and knows about what happens to old man Logan and thinks that she can set off the events of old man Logan's timeline by teaming up with red skull's daughter sin. And, um, uh, who's, who's sin's boyfriend? Um, Crossbones. Yes. Brock Romolo. Yes. From the Marvel cinematic universe. <laughs> Crossbones. Um, it, it, it doesn't go well. Wolverine fights the Avengers and then they eventually realize that, you know, Mysterio is not really the problem here. And that kind of wraps up the first six issues because the last six issues, which get much more violent, uh, Old Man Logan goes back to the wasteland for one final arc. Yeah, it, it's... It, what's interesting is up until this point, Marvel had actually been doing a lot of stuff with the Old Man Logan universe. Uh, there was an Old Man Hawkeye mm-hmm. and Old Man Star-Lord uh, series that had come out, uh, both of which are interesting. I think Old Man Hawkeye has a bit more going for it than the Star-Lord one, but it may just be the Hawkeye plays with some of the toys that I like better than the Star-Lord series did. Uh, but they were they were carving out this kind of, uh, you know, alternate universe where people could just play and do weird stuff. Uh, 
which was fun. And this this ends up being part of that. It ties into some of the things that Brisson will uh, later do on a underrated series that got COVID canceled, but also the sales weren't great to begin with, Avengers of the Wasteland, mm. uh, which is, I thought it was a fun series when it was coming out. <laughs> but the second half but, of this is, is much, I think, much better than the first half. Because yes. upon returning to the wasteland, a a very like corpse like yet very very evil saber tooth is after. He's a Frankenstein saber tooth. Yes, he is after Wolverine. Um, at, at, what did Wolverine do? He chopped up saber tooth and buried his body in so many places that he accidentally created a clone army of saber teeth. Yeah, which is fantastic. He, ass- he assumed because listen, I love. Wolverine, he's not very smart. Uh, he killed Sabretooth, ripped up his body, and hid all of the pieces, not realizing that Sabretooth has a healing factor that's super good. It was like, oops, we just made many Sabretooth. <laughs> yeah, if you can re- recover like, Wolverine this is a from a... Sabretooth, this is his arm. These are all of the different bespoke Sabretooth, and they have made their own Sabretooths. Uh... So in the midst of this, we are getting uh, people trying to destroy Bruce Jr., who is now grown up um, like a, a teenager, I guess, um, being raised. It's been eight years. It's been eight years that Wolverine was gone, according to uh, Danielle Cage, mm-hmm. who here's the thing. She should be pushing 60, right? She's kind of a 20 something. And yet this is supposed to be 50 years into the future after plus eight years. Yeah. So, yes, you are correct. Um, So that's weird, but it doesn't matter. I mean, the story, it doesn't. The story involves forges sort of like, um, I don't know. There's, I feel like there's a, a lot of like Walking Dead type stuff here. You know what I mean? Like we we've got Wolverine, Old Man Logan being abducted by cannibals and being like eaten alive. Um, Forge is sort of in this like I, I don't know how you would describe it. He's got this. Hi- it's hit- a it's a it's a headquarters. Yeah, town. with like mechs that he's riding around with his wife. They've got Speedball there who can't step outside of a force field or will become an atomic explosion, which he does. Um, yeah, but he does in a cool way. Uh, Brisson, Brisson essentially says, if this is going to be the last thing, I'm going to do a lot of really dope stuff with the Wasteland. And he does play in the good parts of Old Man Logan, which is, let's hint at a much larger world and do some cool world building already grounded in the familiar Marvel tropes that everyone knows. It says, we know what's going on here. We can, uh, we can play with that and get some really good results uh, and have the tropes do the heavy lifting while we, you know, say, uh, okay, we need a weapon. Well, what could be a cool weapon? Well, what a speedball was just a nuke now. <laughs> That's what I like. Which is way better than the last time they said, what if speedball was anything except for speedball? <laughs> I think that's what I really liked about this was that I think one of the things we were at least complimenting about the original old man Logan was all of those little moments where you got hints into the larger universe. And Brisson is just like, all right, well I'm going to go play with some of that stuff and make it fun. So for instance, later in the series, Danny ends up in that, they, they all end up in that town where they worship Thor's hammer and Danny picks it up and becomes Thor. Um, you know, like those are the kind of fun little character moments that I think make this story pretty enjoyable. And it still has, uh, a, a, a nice satisfying ending to the character because he does end up getting back um, does getting you know back to the graves of his family 
so we do get i do think the 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 reveal that mr sinister was i guess behind it all is dumb especially the the version of mr sinister that we get here but um you know it's fine (laughs) yep it's fine uh this is not the uh the greatest comic in the world it's not bad Probably didn't need to be 12 issues. It's uh, it, it, I wanted to mention that. It's clearly the last two arcs of Old Man Logan. But, you know, for sales reasons, they, you know, made it into a, a standalone mini. And I, I think we should appreciate that they did that, if only because, like you said, we get the consistency of the creative team. And Henderson really sells Brisson's story. I think it's fun to read. It is fun to read. And that's the big thing. This is, this is an enjoyable end. To a character that was uh, uneven, sure. to say the least, yeah. uh, during his time in the 616. But I'm not upset that he was there. I'm, I'm glad that he came. So let's rank this and get out of here. Yeah, I still think we're in the 200s. I, how do you feel about it against something like 210, which is the Blob and Unis versus Hulk story from Marvel Fanfare 7? I think this is a little better than that. It's not as good as the wedding issue of X-Men Gold. Okay. Uh, which is at 206. I think it's probably better than the first two issues of Exiles. Okay, then let's make it 207. Let's just let's make it even right there. Perfect. 207, Dead Man Logan. Good job, Eddie. All right. Yeah, so, you know, obviously a character that uh, we have mixed feelings about, but um, definitely evolved over time. So... Thanks, Chris, for letting us explore this a little bit. Yeah, thank you, Chris. Uh, if you want to be like Chris, go over to patreon.com slash comicsxf. Uh, throw a few dollars our way. It really means the world to us when you're able to do that, and it helps uh, the guilt uh, get cleansed from my conscience uh, about how little uh, writers get paid uh, on the website, uh, which is great. Help, help, help me help them. That's all you're doing. You're not just helping me and Adam. In fact, you're not helping me at all. You're just getting, you're just like performing a penance for me, which is super Stop. duper. Stop. Uh, Am I wrong? I can't afford the amount of quality content that they put out all the time. It's amazing. That's why we're crowdsourcing. It is amazing. Uh, we do, we do have some really exciting stuff on the site. So go check that out. Uh, also on Twitter at comics X F. Hey Adam, what's up? Guys, you can always follow me on Twitter at Arthur Stacy, Instagram at Adam.Rec. And uh, what do we got going next week here, Zach? I'm looking at... Next week we got stories about everyone's favorite couple, Kitty and Ileana. Oh, nice. That would be nice. I, I also had to look at the three random one issues <laughs> that we had. It was like, what is... And I looked up one of them I was like, got it. There it is. We're on the ball there. Some good ones, too. Uh, It'll be fun. But until then, folks, this has been Battle of the Atom, and we hope you survived the experience. There's a man going around taking names, and he decides who to free and who to blame. Everybody won't be treated all the same. There'll be a golden ladder reaching down. When the man comes around